Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. Each week, we get together and we discuss a software design problem and how we might go about solving it with functional principles and the Clojure programming language. So, Nate, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, Christoph, uh, let's see. We are knee-deep or hip-deep in our time tracker problem, um, and I think... I think we kind of left left a lot on the table last week, so I think it's a good place that we should just pick up where we can't where we left off. Um, right. Last we, week was sort of a, its own little time warp, right? We got sucked <laughs> into the time warp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we oh, spent yes. time talking about time. <laughs> and had a good time. Uh, okay. <laughs> and had a good time in the end. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I think there was like sort of the core problem, right? So so I guess last week is a great example of incidental complexity because we, we started with a core problem of wanting to add up the number of minutes we worked on stuff. And the next thing you know, we're talking about like, what's the time zone in Tahiti? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you won't be able to talk about time unless you talk about Tahiti because uh, sometimes you want to go to Tahiti. <laughs> Or yeah, you know, like Samoa and changing from one side of the international date timeline to the other. <laughs> the timeline. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, right. Always incidental remembering that, complexity. <laughs> yes, always remembering that that the laws of the government are affecting your programming code. Yes. Um, right. But, so we we ended the episode though uh, with a uh, we 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 were able to sum up by minute or the total of minutes of the whole, the, the whole, all of our time log, right? Um, but, but then we were like, well, how about if we want to summarize it by day? You know, I, I want to see how many, how many minutes are in our time log for each day. Actually, not by day, by date, right? By, by calendar date. Right, bucket, bucket by date, like the dates you actually did stuff on. Yeah. And so, so you know, I mean, la- last time, you know, we... We had a loop. We had a, a function that parsed each line into minutes. You know, so um, I don't know. How about if we just have a function that parses the, each line into the date and the minutes? You know, that way we can we, we know what minutes those those minutes or what date those minutes were assigned to. You know, that that should be a pretty straightforward step from what we had last week. Oh yeah. So the function that we've constructed thus far takes a line and it gives us nil. Or it gives us minutes, right? right? So it's very, it's very singularly focused. <laughs> and so, yeah, so why don't we change the signature of this function to return nil or a tuple of date and minutes? And, and, and yeah. when we say tuple, just for, for those of you regular listeners, you know what we mean when we say tuple. We mean a list of two things in closure, a vector of two things. Right, yeah. right. It, is that what you're suggesting? Like a tuple of date and minutes? Yeah, because that's 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 kind of so to speak the the bare minimum that we need to know from each line in order to be able to to bucket it by the the date that it, that those minutes occur in. Right. So we're kind of letting the 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 code grow up toward the problem a little more. It's like, oh, we changed a problem, so now the code needs to be a little more verbose and give us a little more information back. Yeah, and resist the the urge I always have, which is to over-engineer things. Uh, I, maybe it's the urge that most programmers have, but I, I, I feel it particularly bad. 
But you know, let's just sure. let's just let let the program pull the code out of us. Okay, so we have this this function that gives us the date and the minutes, and then we can just write another loop. You know, we had a loop last week. We have a loop this week. You know, we we end up with <laughs> lots of loops. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so just so so we're gonna have a loop, and then now this loop is gonna keep track of what three things, right? Because before it's like okay, we have to keep track of where we're at in the sequence. Right. You know, so like the, the kind of the head of the remaining line sequence. And then we have like our running total, grand total. So now how about if we have a, what, what do you think? Like a map? And then that map will have keys for dates. And then the value will be the total for that date thus far. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that makes sense. So then. And so now we're yeah. going to loop, loop recur with, with that stuff. Kind of like we did before, right? We just. We, we pull out a line and, and we use our, our, our lovely, you know, if let that lets <laughs> us basically pattern match and, and handle the nil sort of all at once. Like, de- not pattern match, de- destructure. <laughs> That's the word I'm after. Cool. Okay. So now, now we have a way of, we have, we have two different loop for summarizing the data two different ways, right? Um. Well, how about if we want to we want to summarize it a third way? Does this involve writing a third parse function and a third loop? Um, <laughs> well, what, like, would, what would what give me an example? Uh, well, I want to I want to know uh, how much I worked every Sunday, or how, how much is in my time lock okay. for every Sunday. Yeah. So now now we're gonna add what a third <laughs> a third thing in our loop. <laughs> Yeah, the an- total another, by Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. And another and then, another parse function at, that says you know it will t- turn return a tuple of true or false and the number of minutes. And the true or false is whether it's Sunday or right. not. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, like the day of the week. You know, so it's like a triple. You know, it's oh, like yeah. date, a day triple. of the week, minutes. Yes. You know, or a three tuple if you want to, you a, know, go down that road. A threeple. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I think it's worth noting, you know, kind of the way this if statement inside the loop, right? You kind of have an if statement that's like, did I did I have valid data or not, right? And if you don't, you just sort of recur and move on to the next line. Uh, but then yeah. in the in the in the branch of the if where it's like we do have valid data, now it's like we have multiple scenarios that all need to that, that, like the, all their concerns are all mixed together. There, it's like okay, well, I got to recur. So I, I, I'm going to need a let block in there, and then I'm going to need like something that calculates the grand total, and then I'm going to need another line in that let block that you know calculates the total by date, and then I'm going to have like another line in that let block that's going to like calculate total if Sunday, you know. So there's like an if, like some kind of if in there, and so and then we're going to recur with all these three, and so you got like all this stuff all mixed up together, you know, in this one ever increasing uh boil the ocean loop right yeah and you're 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 really closely tying the the traversal of the data with the processing of the data it's it's you're doing you're doing you're doing too much at once is probably right. one way of putting it right and this is the way at least when i grew up programming this is the way i'd go about it right because in imperative programming languages this is, a, this is the way you do things, right? You have a loop, like you're, you're taught the right way to go through, you know, order data, an array or something. You write a loop and you, you go through it. And so you just get really good at this kind of thinking, you know, if, if that's your background. Right. 
Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So for me, moving to closure, I, I just reach for a loop recur, right? Like, woo, yeah, awesome, here we go. <laughs> but definitely, uh, probably we should, what, take a, take a different tack. I think functional programming gives us a, another angle on this. Wait, you think closure has a better way than imperative languages? <laughs> I wasn't going to use the B word. <laughs> Fine, I will. <laughs> Let's just say it's uh, it's uh, more concise, and it certainly is a, a much nicer option in many cases. <laughs> what is this magic that you speak of? Well, we could just write reducers for each of these, right? Like oh, we right, can turn right. them into little reduction problems. So yeah, that's that's the nice thing about reduce is that it takes it takes the um, the mechanism of loop and recur. And it basically makes it so that all you have to do is provide the initial data and then a function to take that initial data and one of the new, one of the next bit of data. So you don't even have to process the whole, the whole line or the, all, the, all, the, all of the entries. You just have to process the next one, right? Right. It gives you very stepwise, like a very stepwise thinking, you know? It's like, okay, here, here's your reduction thus far. Like, here's your working state. And here's the next thing. You know, so just write that little bit of code that knows how to do the right thing for the next thing. And it doesn't have to worry about the the mechanics of it, right? Right. So what we can do is we can actually make it so that the data that flows through reduce is is already parsed and filtered. Like we can basically take the lines, parse them and filter them, map them through parse, filter them with with some, some, you hear the question mark at the end of that function. Um, (laughs) And so all we have is valid data that we're passing through there. And so the yeah yeah some as in s o m e question mark not as in s u m oh yes gotta love the homonyms oh homonyms homonyms <laughs> um, Ooh, yeah nerds. so yeah that's I like that idea right so so we have a parse function and then we just map so so we use our we we use our technique to get lines so I think in this case. I don't remember what we settled on, but we can slurp it and then we can split lines. That's yeah. that's real utilitarian sure. for nice small data sets. And then yeah, so then map part map write this function parse that get that gets us the bits we need, and then we can uh, just filter. Yeah, filter on some, and then and then we're gonna have a what a sequence of only valid uh, date triples uh, or time entry triples at that point in time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we already are do are dealing with our, our the function that actually does the logic, you know, the, the summing up or the bucketing by date already has a, a leg up on on imperative land by it only has to go through the data that's actually valid. It doesn't actually have to. Oh, you're not yeah. complexing the filtering, the the ifing with the with the with the um the the aggregating. Right, right. Because in the imperative land with loop recur, well, imper- it's like. Technically, it's functional, right? But it's sort of <laughs> imperative thinking, you know, right. is what I would say. And yeah, you're complecting the mechanics of actually traversing the thing. You're with the filtering out the stuff we don't care about, with doing the computation, and then we're smushing these like three different computations all in one spot, right? So it's like, let's, let's take three different dimensions of consideration and shove them all together in this tightly coupled zone <laughs> you know <laughs> right and and if if you know anything about closure one thing i've learned is that you don't like to do more than one thing at a function you like each function just yeah. do one thing so that 
you can you can compose them together. That's the that's the whole benefit. Right, right. That's that's a good point. Like a like a motivating question should at least for me in my brain, right? Always is uh, okay. How how is this composable? <laughs> if I'm working on a solution and and I don't feel like it's composable, <laughs> I'm not making these sort of elemental pieces that I can stitch together. Then I'm going okay. I'm probably making life hard for myself either now or in the future. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the reasons why closure and closure you always end up with really small functions is because they always you always end up composing them at the end. You know, it's really easy, I think, right. especially when you're early on in a, a solution, at least for me to to head toward that solution with all my effort and end up with a, a big fat function that does exactly what I need to, but then when I need to when I ask a different question of the data, uh, suddenly I'm I'm left high and dry and I have to then go rewrite everything right. to be more composable. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because in this imperative style loop, if you have a new question you want to ask, now you have to go in there and do surgery in this uh, monolith and make sure that you don't mess up the other things while you're at it, right? <laughs> yeah, you either, you either mess up the monolith or you have multiple monoliths that have a, a bunch of duplicate code. You know, it's like, pick your poison. Right. Yeah, and so then this, so then we could write little reducers for each of these. You know, like the simplest one. And then the nice thing is they all assume, okay, it's all valid. The next thing is they're all valid. We sort of pre-filtered. So, so like the simplest one is a, is a grand total. Right, And yeah. so there you're just really reducing with plus, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, so you, need a, you need to pick out the, 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 you still need a pattern match in your reducer where you pick out like the, the, the minutes part and then you just add it together with your current running total. You know, same thing with same thing with reducing for what the by date. You know, you you need to kind of reach into the map yeah. and you need to do an update. And it's like, oh, if there's nothing there, let's treat it as zero. Oh, if there's something there, then let's just take the current minutes for this date and update that total to be the sum of these two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're a little hand wavy, but you know, we could we can always post code for this. I don't I don't want to try to speak. <laughs> Close your syntax. <laughs> right. I think. I think. I think the the the, the problem I have with that is the the, the the two ways that we you just talked about summarizing. You actually have to go through all of the data to get to the solution. Like when you're adding up all the minutes, you actually have to look at each entry and find all the minutes. But when we're yeah. talking about the, I want to know how many how many minutes were worked on Sundays. Um, we could write a reducer for that. The problem is I'm throwing away six sevenths of the day of the data in my reducer. Right. I in my, my reducer once again has an if where I'm where I'm not right. just using an if to to operate on data differently. I'm using an if to exclude data. And if you I think when I'm using when you're using if to exclude data in a reducer, you're probably using the wrong the wrong t- the wrong tool and you can probably uh, do it do it better at at a higher level. Yeah, yeah, because before we're like filtering out anything that's nil. So it's like, okay, we have a set of lines and we want to filter that down to a set of lines that could be parsed, you know? And oh, so yeah. we, we did that using filter. And now now it's like there's this dilemma, right? There's there's this symmetry here. You can you can either have a reducer that works on all lines, but it has to have an if inside for detecting Sunday. Or, or you have to have a reducer that's only going to work on a sequence of Sundays. 
you know. So you're like squishing, <laughs> you're like squishing the criteria out of the reducer and back up into the thing that prepared the list for the reducer, right? Oh yes, it's like a tube of toothpaste. You squeeze on one and it just pops out and not somewhere else. Right, and so if you write like a little filter, uh, you know, did the day of the week that came back from this thing, like, is it Sunday? Well, then all that's left at that point in time is to just do another reduction that adds up all the minutes because you're only left with the right thing, you know? <laughs> so, right. so your reducer your reducer becomes trivial at that point in time. You, once again, you're reducing with, with plus. <laughs> right, yeah. And I think, oh, we can even, oh, we can even make it so that the, um, the by date, we can, instead of using a reducer to go through every entry, we can group by, we can use group by. So now we have buckets by date, and in each one of those buckets, we can reduce by just summing up. So I guess the yeah, the, it's kind of like instead of you know laboriously going through an entire bookshelf and opening each book and looking at it, each book and looking at it, you know, you go and you figure out, oh, I need only need to look at books three, four, and nine, and you can pull those out, and then you're only working on a smaller data set. Right. It's almost like you stand back from the bookshelf and you're like, okay, I want, I want all the. I, I, I want to take the books from this section, this section, this section, and then add them all together, you know, like, like process them at once. Or, or you step back, like with the Sunday one, you look at the entire bookshelf, you're like, okay, I want all the red ones, you know? And, and if you have like a magnifying glass, you know, you're like Sherlock Holmes with the magnifying glass and your, your eye is four inches away from the, the binding of the book and you're slowly traversing down the bookshelf, you know, looking at one book at a time. Right. You know, finding all the red ones, you know, that way, it, you know, it, it, it can be done. But, but, but there's sort of this different feeling of, right, with these, these like list manipulators, like filter, where you step back and you're like, okay, huh, I write this filter where I can cast all, all the books through the filter and just the right things come out the other end. You know, I don't have to manually go through them one at a time, you know, inspecting each one, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then uh, like group by, you know, imagine if I took all the books off the shelf and I'm like, oh, I, so, and I booked and I grouped them into into these, you know, rolling carts and in into four groups, you know, because I, that would be right. the most appropriate way. And then, you know, now I can just work on each one of those groups by itself instead of having to sift through all of them all at once. I guess and this I think- does raise uh, raise a little technical detail. So if we do want to use group by, then probably we should make this parse function Instead of returning triples, it should return a map with actual proper keys and values for things because group by wants, wants to take a key. I mean, it can take any function, but it's really handy to have group by take a, just a uh, symbol, you know, oh, a keyword, yes, yes. a keyword, right? Because a keyword is a function enclosure. And so you can just be like group by space colon date. <laughs> yeah. Very, very concise. Yeah, I think I think let, let's let's spend just a, a couple more minutes, a little bit longer on that. It's actually and so instead of going from the the string line to some bit of data that we want about it, we're going from the string line to a map that is generally useful, that has kind of all the right. information that we might need to know about that line, so we can we all these these higher level functions in closure that closure gives us these verbs that you know that they can operate on that quickly. Like if you format it like you said, so the date is on its own key, then group by works. We don't even have to teach group by about, we don't have to even function, like group by, I think you can actually pass it a whole function. So you could actually group right, all any the function. lines, the string lines with a, with a function, but that's, 
it's really doing a lot of sifting. That's really getting your nose in the book, so to speak, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's it really comes back to this concept where you there there's there's two ways into this in kind of what I would I would call imperative thinking. You're like, okay, what is a bit of data I need to operate on? Let me write a function that gives me that bit of data back, you know? And or or maybe in a way that's more of a functional style, let me write a function that returns a a structured thing like a, a map or something that that accurately describes the contents of that that time entry right know? so it's going to give me the date back it's going to give me the times back it's going to maybe give me the time stamps you know for like when it started and when it ended and 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 the day of the week like it's going to it's going to give me all these pieces so so it's like a really nice, accurate, structured representation of the thing. You know, it's it's data oriented. Now, now all those bits are at our disposal for filtering or pivoting or grouping. You know, it's it's great, right? Well, and, and the cool thing is filter and group by and sort by and all those other things, those are all functions that come with closure. We didn't have to write any of those. So we're no longer having to write a reducer. All we have to do is get the parse function to get it into a data format that is appropriate. And then we just right. use the core data functions to, 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 to manipulate that. We don't, we don't have to, we, we no longer have to write a reduce. We just basically eliminated right. the reduce altogether, which is the best kind of yeah. code you write is, is no code, right? <laughs> right, yeah, just, just threading together these core functions. And and it's very it, it, it reads very well, right? It, it reads like a, a simple process description, where it's like, okay, get lines, okay, parse, map, parse, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. filter on some, you know, did we get things? And then it's <laughs> like, okay, group by date, and then uh, then we have a a map where we have to go through each of the groups and reduce, you know, the the groupings into a sum. And then, yeah. you know, we want to put it back into a map. So we do like an into map, you know, and, and it just, you, you just read it and you're like, oh, okay. I, I think I understand what's going on. Yeah. It's one of, it's one of the reasons why I like, I like threading macros so much. There are, there are some people that I know that, that don't like them. They don't feel like they're very functional or very pure or whatever. But I, I really think that it makes the algorithm, like what you just talked through, really plain and read in the correct order. Because you could have all those functions out on one line, but they'd be in reversed order. So that having them in the order that they actually uh, execute in is, is very useful. Right. Yeah, and so so we're out of the business entirely of kind of stepping through things, you know, one at a time. I, I guess I will say, like, for reducers, if you do have a problem that really is a, it's an incremental kind of thing. Like, back when we did tic-tac-toe, you know, you want to move the game state forward a step. So, reducers are, like, awesome for that, right? Because you, you want to move the whole state forward one step at a time. But, but when, when you just want to sift through data, like, sometimes it's just much nicer to, you know, maps and filters and then, and then reduce after you have everything together that you want to combine. You yeah, know? And, there's, and, and it's, it, it's not incremental. It's not one step at a time, right? You step back from the bookshelf and you, you, you look at, at it more holistically. Yeah, and you can, even, you can probably get it to the point where the reduce function that you need to write is actually a function like um, apply plus. 
you know, apply plus is kind of like a reducer that you didn't have to write. Um, right. It's like it's it's you you've you've actually <laughs> reduced the reduction so small that it it's gone. And yeah, I think yeah. I really think the power of of closures emphasis on data structures is where a lot of this comes from like the core abstraction of the sequence um and just how everything is everything follows that 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 um that abstraction so then all the functions in the core work on all the data there's no there's it's not, it's not right. being hidden hidden behind, hidden inside some class you know or some some about some type that you have to you know re-implement map for what you know dogs versus cats it's like no they're all the same. I can, I can, you know, as long as they both have a name field, I can, I can map over them and extract yeah, them. Yeah, if you look at group by, group by is a great example. If, if you had sort of like getters and setters in, in a very strongly statically typed language, like, like group by, you, you'd have to provide it, you know, some kind of function so that it could access the right getter setter, right? You can't just, you can't just, it doesn't just work with any property in any class, you know? Yeah, right. And so, yeah, so it, it allows you to very concisely create create um, these things. And, and, and they read well. Yeah, they read well. And then, you, and then you can start to imagine other summations you might want to come up with because you have the big bucket of data right in front of you, like the, all the data. And what's cool is you can just keep reusing this bucket of data over and over and over. And so you can just farm it through the one that, so you write a function that comes up with a grand total, you write a function that comes up with total by days, you write a function that comes up with total by weekdays, uh, you write a, a function that comes up with total on all the prime days, <laughs> you know? Or the third Thursday of each week. <laughs> right. Or, or the total of minutes in the longest span between two prime days you worked, right? Like, could you imagine trying to do that in an incremental way? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, okay, I have yeah. to find the first prime day in the month. I have to find the last prime day in the month, <laughs> right? So now you're like tracking all the days and then you're like throwing away days that aren't prime, <laughs> you know? Right, and then you have this like, oh, are we in the window? Or are we not in the window? Like there's extra state you have to keep track of where you, <laughs> yeah. you just, you shouldn't need to, try to tra keep track of it all. Right, but then we have the bucket of data. You're like, okay. Scan the day to find the first prime day. Scan the day to find the last prime day. Okay, extract, filter out all the all the minutes of everything in between those. You know, add, add that yep. up. Done. Apply plus. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, this is uh, it's been kind of fun to explore this this idea of the bucket of data as a sequence that you you just sort of schlep through in different ways and re really kind of get out of this whole loop recur business. Yeah, and and you and, and any any listeners who are wondering why closure people are so fond of data, this is why. <laughs> yeah, the the big yeah. bad of data. This is why. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, once again, this has been very entertaining to talk about closure and what we can do with it. Uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate that too. We also, you know what else, Nate? You know what else we appreciate? What's that, Christoph? <laughs> we we appreciate feedback. <laughs> so you can you can email us at feedback at closuredesign.club or you can hit us up on Twitter and you can uh, tell us all the things you want to tell us. Tell us your stories, uh, tell us your ideas. We we do love to hear from you. <laughs> yep, yep. We definitely love hearing from our from our listeners. Uh and if you uh enjoy listening to us, 
uh, and you would like to listen to more of us, uh, you can find past show notes and episodes on the web at closuredesign.club, also available in any podcast app, most of them. If you find one that uh, we're not in, please let us know. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. Okay, well, we will be back next week to chat some more. Until then, consider when the journey of a thousand steps might be faster in an airplane. Thank you.